0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ange Postacoglu says he saw encouraging signs in Celtic's one-all draw with Mitchelland. St Mirren beat Stenhouse Muir to keep their 100% start to the season. And there's more League Cup action tonight with a win sealing Motherwell's place in the knockout stages. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Alex Ray. Yeah, good evening, Andrew. Uh, Celtic get their season up and running with a 1-1 draw against Mitchelland in a game where you had plenty of drama, red cards for both teams, plenty of chances for Celtic. And you, you you look at it over the piece Barkas, another mistake And you just wonder Can Celtic go into this uh, out, uh, out of this transfer window Without getting a goalkeeper in Because that is, must be a priority for them We've got plenty to discuss tonight Yeah, Celtic's first competitive game of the season Last night of course So Celtic fans What did you make of it? What were you happy with? What were you not so happy with? 01419511025 Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB The magic of live radio as well Brentford have just announced Officially announced the signing Of Christopher Iyer as well So any thoughts on that Make sure to get in touch And of course Fans of any other club Whatever's on your mind Whatever you want to talk about That's going on at your team Give us a call as I say 01419511025 Alex you were saying There was positives And, yeah. and negatives for, From that game we'll, we'll start with the positives What, yeah. what do you think Were the things Celtic fans Would be happy with Last night I think the tempo uh, I thought they were uh, Very much on the front foot When you look at the front boys Abada Was a, a, a Real positive In his first game Managed to get a goal Created a few problems Down that right hand side You look at Christie Coming off the left A bit more disciplined uh, It looked to cause problems as well um, I think at the back I thought Welsh Really uh, rose to the occasion I think there was a lot of Kind of speculation about How they would do at the back Because of the Inexperience that they had uh, So I think I think over the piece I think young Murray Coming in for Beaton Was a real bonus as well It was a, an opportunity For the Celtic fans To see him Play at a good level And I don't think He let himself down with anything I thought he was really encouraging uh, And I don't think um, Postacoglu would be Worried about throwing him in Next week uh, Next Wednesday I mean Abada was Quite lucky not yeah. to get More minutes Because obviously Near Beaton yeah. Saw Red had that had that moment with Anders Dreyer where he sort of poked him in the face, got his second yellow card, and at that point there has to be the reshuffle. Abada comes off. You're wondering what Ange Postacoglu is thinking at that point. Yeah, I, I, listen, you have to give him credit because he went four three two. I thought it was a positive move, uh, bringing Murray in and sacrificing Abada. It was disappointing because Abada was actually making a really good impact on the game, uh, but it was a sensible thing to do. He just reshuffled. He got the back four back in uh, intact. Uh, but going to beat on what what he's actually doing for a guy with his experience, I'm not sure whether could, because he gets smashed early doors by the centre forward that he was still running through his head. But he he clearly saw the red mist, and uh, for me it was most certainly a, a second yellow. And uh, he put his team uh, behind the the black ball at that stage because I thought Celtic were very much in the ascendancy. They were one 0 uh, to the good, and they looked to be as if they were going to go and encounter a two or three 0 and it changed the dynamic of the game. So for me, that was a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare for Beaton. Well, let's get your thoughts in 0141-951-1025. But before, before that, let's hear what Ange Postacoglu had to say after the game. We weren't well prepared for tonight. You know, we, we we've had so many sort of disruptions in pre-season for a number of reasons, and uh, we literally had one training session with this group of players, and for them to put in the effort they did tonight. Um, there's quite a number who probably weren't ready for 90 minutes, but they found something extra. And um, you know, with another eight days between now and the next fixture, um, you know, I think we'll be better prepared for the second game. My role is to try and support these players um, and 
try and prepare them the best I can for, for what's in front of us. And you know, I haven't done a great job so far, to be honest, because um, the disruptions we've had, we haven't been able to bring players in. Um, my role is to try and reinforce this squad. My role is to try and prepare this squad for what's ahead. Um, to their credit, the players didn't look for excuses. Though. They put in a solid shift, and, and I'm just disappointed they didn't get the rewards for what I thought was an outstanding performance. I mean, some interesting yeah. comments there, Alex, because I think there was a lot of negativity going into the game with the, Celt- uh, the squad that Celtic had going into it. I think a lot of Celtic fans maybe would have taken a one-all draw going into it and the performance especially. But Ange Postacoglu saying that, you know, he doesn't feel he's he's done a great job so far and, and is promising better going forward. Listen, it looks to me as if he's taking the responsibility for not being able to get players into to the building. However, for me, that, that comes upstairs. That's Dominic Mackay and, uh, you know, the board have to back this guy they have to get bodies in sooner or later he said it a few days earlier I actually thought it was a decent performance as well I thought it was solid I thought it was a lot of positives throughout the uh, I, I thought Mitchell and were bang average I don't think they caused Celtic any problems on the night and I think you know the, the back four which most people were kind of concerned about weren't troubled at all so uh, I think over the piece um, I thought he, he he was trying to shift a bit of responsibility onto himself which I thought was unnecessary I thought he could have just said listen the boys put in a great shift and with a little bit more support a little bit more backing get some bodies in the building we can really kick on because he's got 8 days and I agree with that because if you get a bit more time to prepare the boys for what's coming ahead next Wednesday 01419511025 if you want to get your thoughts in let's go straight to the phone Sean is a Celtic fan in Motherwell Sean what did you make of the game last night? Alright guys I was, uh, I was impressed Gone through what I seen last year, the tail end to this year, it was like night and day in my eyes. Like, I was impressed, and as you just touched on there, I thought Celtic were in control. Then, even after the red card, when they, they done the reach up, I still didn't see any dangers. But then, obviously, they shot the shot, they set on a foot game, they fell away, and they didn't, they didn't need to dive in because the, the boy was going nowhere. Then, Vasquez, I think he's allergic to saves because I, I, I rarely see one happen, but I don't know. I don't, I hate saying. I hate being negative about players, but as I said, I, I need a new goalkeeper, but I don't like no goal for it. They'll just stick them because the money paid last year for them. Well, I said at the top of the show, Sean, for me, that must be a priority. I don't think that Celtic can go into the season with this guy as a number one. I'm not sure Bain is a Celtic number one either. I think he does a decent enough job, but over the course of a season, uh, I think they must go into the transfer market. Um, They'd obviously mixed and matched Bain came in for a game Barkas uh, Over the course of the pre-seasons Andrew Last night Barkas got the nod But again On the big stage He gets stage fright And uh, You know that's a That's a basic Basic save to make All you have to do is just punch that away I'm not sure if he got his bearings wrong They thought it was going to fly past the far post But at that level Having dominated that game At, the, at that particular time to lose a goal like that It's so destroying And it actually gets through You know Through the defensive line Because after that They got a little bit shaky at times And that stems from this guy Even last year When he seen it He just does not make saves So Sean's absolutely right he, he, I spoke to a pal of mine I was convinced He says he gives me the fear And and if you're a Celtic fan That's absolutely right Because he hasn't made any saves Of, of not Because you wonder Going into a new season With a new manager He obviously didn't have the season He wanted to last year You wondered whether He might have a renewed confidence Coming into this season With a new manager If if Ange Postacoglu said that, That he wants to stick with him He wants to give him a go 
probably the worst thing that can happen in your first competitive game of the new yeah. season is something like that. Yeah, and 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 the post match as well. You know, Postecoglou came out and didn't really say anything about the goalkeeper or the sending off. And I think that's partly to do is because he actually have to rely on these guys over the coming weeks until they can get some reinforcements into the building. But I have to say, uh, I think for all parties concerned, they might have to cut their ties with Barkas because he has not. Stood up to the task At any stage In his time at Celtic And you're right about Getting a, a fresh start New manager He did okay against Preston At the weekend However When it really matters You can't count on Sean you said it was like Night and day From the end of last season What specifically Did did you like From last night? Well I, I liked Actually Going forward And looking like They're going to score And I liked For the majority of the game When Mitchelland Broke or whatever they'd done I, I wasn't really well, I wasn't scared I didn't really see any threat in them They had a couple of boys A couple of wingers are good But The guy that was diving about Like Tom Daly on it um, The guy you said I can't remember his name Anders Dreyer I didn't see any I, I saw it I don't even know his name yet, But He was just a wee wind up merch But that's what happened But Beaton was just um, Beaton was quite idiotic For what he'd done Because What age is he 31 He's been there for about 7 years And he knows if I, if I was beat on I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm going to get a game here Because of the other centre half really And he goes and does that And suspends himself For the next weekend league But I like the The Israeli winger I can't really remember his name Is it yeah, Abadada, Abadada, I can't Abadada, yeah. I, That's the first I've seen him Because I didn't see the friend At the weekend And I was like Jesus that guy He's just so direct He's just literally So direct And I, I was impressed with him For obviously the 40 minutes That he was on I thought he was He, changed, he was like the, the focal point here Obviously we can down the wing he was bringing Ralston into the game and all, then obviously scores a goal. But I, as I say, I was, it was night and day because any time they went forward, I thought they're going to score now, they're going to score. Then any time the ball went over the head, I was thinking, wait, I'm not going to concede to that, so they're not right. But it's early days, it's early days, but I was, I was impressed. I I mean, was, Alex, sorry, that... Andrew, I was going to say, I was, I was actually impressed by Abadar as well. And one of the reasons why I was impressed is because he went to search the outside. Obviously, Celtic lost James Forrest for a long period of the season last, last year. So they would maybe have Christie or Turnbull come off that right hand side. So you have natural width there. Uh, and I think it suited uh, Celtic really well. Some of the balls around the face that Abadar put in in that uh, first 45 minutes was encouraging because when you've got guys like Edward, it, obviously he might come or uh, he might, you know, might go. So uh, uh, if you're getting balls into the box uh, I think they love the ball round that you put round the face That Christie ends up hitting the post with If you're getting that type of deliveries With the, the strikers that Celtic have at their disposal at the moment Then you can cause teams problems I mean he seems to fit that sort of quick attacking style That, that Ange Postacoglu yeah. looks as if he's trying to implement Yeah, but listen it was interesting Because you get a wee flavour of how he's trying to uh, play I thought middle to front there was a lot more intensity I thought last season it was a wee bit Playing in front of teams And I think that's partly because He didn't have any wingers To get down the side And get balls in there And it gets that impetus going Whereas last night I seen a lot more of that And it was interesting Because you obviously had the two uh, Fullbacks coming in the park uh, uh, What was the word you used? The inverted fullbacks uh, That we're using Inverted fullbacks Yeah so actually It was an interesting tactic I'll be interested to see If that's something He tries to deploy Because for me Ralston and uh, Taylor Do struggle in that Inside area To kind of manipulate the ball uh, but it was an interesting concept and uh, an idea by Postacoglu And if he can get players to uh, uh, deploy that in that area Then it'll be really interesting to see how it uh, goes going forward Yeah, I mean that was one of the real obvious changes Absolutely. from last season And we saw it in pre-season games as well That the fullbacks came into the centre of the pitch yeah. And it helped Celtic try and build out from the back But as you say, a lot of the time when fullbacks are, are needing to do that It's guys that, that can get on the ball and can make things happen Absolutely 
Celtic fans have been on the phones for the last few weeks saying that, that fullback is an area they'll need to strengthen. Is that what you would expect yeah. to happen in the weeks going forward? Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if he, he goes for a left back because you you have two guys that cost what three million a piece there, Bolingoli and Taylor. I think Taylor's a steady enough uh, left back. Whether you want cover, whether Bolingoli's got a long term future at the club, but I think a right back. They would definitely need one, possibly two. I'm not sure uh, Tony Ralston will have a long-term future there. I thought he'd done okay last night, Tony. Uh, he bombed up and down uh, when he could. But going forward, they'll probably need uh, a couple of fullbacks. Well, thank you to Sean. 01419511025 on the phones. Ian is a Celtic fan up next in Greenock. Ian, what did you make of the game last night? How you doing, Andrew? How you doing, Alex? Mm-hmm. Hi, great, great to have you back. It's the first time since I lost my dad, guys. Uh, sorry, I Aye, cheers Alex, I think I spoke to you, you and sure about it and that mate uh, It was been obviously from Gordon was on um, But anyway, what I wanted to hear a quick shout out first We've done a, we done a zip slide there, uh, Andrew For the Celtic Foundation at Celtic Park on the 10th of July And the, sh- the group that i done it with is the Willie Angus VC group um, We're an affiliated Celtic Supporters Club So I want to give a wee shout out to Alan, Patrick Robert and Liam, the ones that I've done it with. And we raised near enough £2,000 towards the total. And I think the total's sitting at £25,000 at the moment. Good stuff. Great to hear. Well, you know, an interesting no. thing about that, Ian, is yes. uh, my, my, my good pal Davy Farrell, who's a, a supporter of the foundation also, he did it with his father-in-law, who was 82, and he sent us a video with Frank, uh, Frank Forrester, who, who did it. And I'm thinking myself, 82 on the zip line. That's so well done to everybody who, who raised uh, important money there. Alec, can I say something to you? <laughs> what a what a day, mate. We done a we done a minute's applause from my dad because my dad was three months dead on the tenth of July, and yeah. we done a minute's applause. And you could hear the it was great to get back into the stadium again, Alex. No, yeah, of but and you could and you can hear the applause, no, with the echo on the ground and yeah. the on the ground. But anyway, let's talk about last night. I'm only going to mention five players. I'm not going to mention middle to front because it was night and day. The last season What a performance I thought we could have scored goals at will I turned around in Ryan Christie That's all I'll say Edward should have took the chances he had But I'm going to tell you Four at the back Including the goalkeeper Five Ralston Alec you said he had a good game He's a cart horse He's not a right back I'm a better right back than him Stephen Welsh Outstanding But he needs He needs what you call it Beside him he needs uh, experience beside him. The boy had a great game. I didn't think it was a free kick that led to the goal. Near Beaton, he's not a centre-back. I've played centre-back. Five feet seven, nobody can beat me in the air. He's a, he's a midfielder. Liability. Left-back Greg Taylor, two million we paid from Kamarnock. I think he's got a long way to go yet. We can't get rid of him because he's only left-back we've got at the club. And Barkas... What was he playing at, Alec? A blind man would have saved that. Well, listen, I, I, as, as I said earlier on about Barkas, he doesn't make important saves. And, and I mean, basic uh, saves, he struggles also. I think the Celtic uh, support who have actually seen this guy over the uh, Celtic uh, just over a year, I think they're looking at this guy and go, we most certainly need a, a, a replacement because you cannot go into the season with this guy. It's impossible. It has to be the priority. For whoever's making the decisions at Celtic In terms of helping Postacoglu uh, I thought Welsh was was really impressive last night I thought he covered a recognised danger He looked aggressive And I think, going back to your point about the free kick 
in the modern game He clearly got the ball But when you go through someone at that pace Ian Unfortunately you give away free kicks I thought it was a little bit naive And it was just a bit of inexperience for the boy Because the guy's gone nowhere And he just had to jockey him And again by giving away that free kick You were right about what you said about Celtic I thought they were impressive in terms of They should have got the result done You said they should have scored it well That's one of the issues You know but Creating the chances Hitting the woodwork twice I thought Edward's effort was pretty tame uh, But you're creating good opportunities there Andrew And on another day If you're a bit more clinical that time's done and dusted. Now, because of Barkas's mistake, is very much in the mix going into next Wednesday. Ian was talking about Stephen Welsh. He was impressed with his performance, said he needs a bit of experience next to him. Yeah. It looks as if that experience will be yep. Carl Starfelt, who won't be ready and available for the next leg. He's, he's yet to be officially announced, but is on his way to Celtic. It's an interesting one, that, because Celtic are now going into the second leg without Nier Beaton, who, sure. who did offer that experience, although didn't really show it last night. And it looks as if it's probably going to be either Stephen Welsh and, and Dane Murray or possibly Asazi or Aguidi. That That's a big task for whatever duo is is going into an away European tie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, listen, I, th- I think the quicker they get uh, Starfelt into to the building now, there was a picture doing the rounds on social media last night that it was in a hotel. It looked like a British hotel to me, Andrew. I'm not trying to... I just wonder if they've already got him over uh, in this country uh, and the deal may well have been, been signed or registered because that would be a bonus if you could actually throw him into the mix. If you have to go with Murray on last night's performance, you know, I thought he was very accomplished. He looked, he actually looked very solid to me. I, I was quite impressed uh, with him. And that experience last night will give that young boy plenty of confidence uh, for next week. I would expect the Danes to be a little bit more aggressive in the play, a little bit more adventurous, because I thought last night, I thought they were pretty tepid. Uh, they didn't really offer anything as a threat going forward. And I thought the Celtic back line were pretty comfortable throughout the, the course of the 90 minutes. Well, thank you to Ian. 01419511025. Any thoughts, give us a call and you could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Just want to touch on another point Ian, our last caller, made as well. Uh, he touched on Ryan Christie. He said he was very impressed with Ryan Christie's performance, Alex. We saw him in a different yeah. role than he's really played. At Celtic a lot of the time we see him out on the right He's cutting in on his left foot, he's shooting He was playing out on the left last night He was involved in the goal yeah. as well How much do you think that suited him playing out on the left? And Yeah, it looked as if he enjoyed it Andrew uh, A lot more disciplined as you said you know, He normally comes off that left hand uh, Sorry, right hand side on his favoured left foot And tries to get shots off But uh, I thought he was uh, very disciplined Had a big hand obviously uh, in uh, Abada's goal uh, And I thought he was he was good throughout the course uh, uh, He played with an intensity and uh, you know It's difficult to see Where he's at at the moment Obviously you can only Gauge it on last night uh, He's down to Less than six months uh, Before he, his contract expires So whether he leaves This uh, this window But I know that uh, Postacoglu Will most certainly Want players of that Quality about the place Because If he goes Then it's just another issue That you have to get someone in You have to get someone Up to speed At least he knows What's at stake Because the season Is very much upon us 01419511025 If you've got something on your mind John is a Celtic fan in Coatbridge Up next John what's on your mind tonight? Evening Alec and Hi John uh, Andrew Hi John uh, My point being Alec uh, Big, big Beaton as a, as a guy I've always stuck up for Because he's come in And filled various roles But yep. last night to me Was unforgivable what he'd done 
and I know maybe I'm being a bit uh, harsh, maybe over the top, but I don't think he should play for Celtic again for what he done last night. That was just unforgivable. As you said, is, uh, I don't know. I know. I know we're allegiances lie, Alec. Right? Maybe I've been a bit patronising towards Celtic. We we know as Celtic fans how far we need to become. And middle to front, we're all right. And another point as well, a bit. I mean, we'll, we'll take that one first of all, John, and we'll we'll let you come back in. I think John's maybe sharing the frustration of a lot yeah. of Celtic fans out there who would have looked at the lineup and thought, you know what, that there is some experienced heads in there. There are guys that have played European football before. These are the guys that need to maybe lead the the younger, experienced guys through the game. Sure. And then near Beaton, you know, I think maybe the first booking was quite rash in the way he dived yeah. in, and the second is is inexplicable. Well, uh, let's take his first point uh, about Beaton not playing for Celtic again. I, I agree with him. I think his versatility uh, allows him to be in around the squad. Is he going to be a starter? Most certainly not uh, Going forward But he brings a A bit of uh, quality When he does come in he, he can step in at the back He can play in the middle of the park So he did Let the boys down last night But I think over the piece That Beton's been there That you know he's He's been fairly consistent For what he cost uh, And he's obviously been successful With silverware In terms of being patronised I wasn't in the slightest I actually thought Celtic Done okay last night uh, Going into the game You're not exactly sure What's actually going to uh, Occur Because the back line's very inexperienced out with Beaton. You then put Murray on, and to be fair, they were very much untroubled by the Danish team. And I just thought middle to front, I thought in another day they could have scored two or three goals. Uh, they created good chances, they played with a decent intensity, and they had good control of the game. The only thing for me was that they weren't clinical enough because the tie's still very much in the mix, whereas I thought they could have put it to bed last night. John, do you, do you not see any value in keeping near Beaton around? Alex was talking about his versatility, what he can offer the squad. Uh, no, not not at all. As I said, I was I, I agree. I don't usually agree with Alec, right? Obviously, right? But I agree with him. The, the tempo we played it. If, if this guy is given the time, I think he'll do well. What I was meaning, Alec, right, was we Celtic fans, and I know a bit about football, that right, as well. Sure. And we know we're f- f- far from the finished article, right? Over the city, they're a better team than us now. But if this guy is given the time and the money. I mean, as I say, the back line is, is terrible, and I know there's talk of Forster coming in, and but I don't think he will. I think, as I spoke to the guy before I come on, there's more a chance maybe David Marshall would be more viable. But another point as well, I, 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 David the fullback, see, see if Young Ralston, as I've spoke to guys that are Rangers fans, two, three years ago, I think it was Big Lee McCulloch said, this guy's a future Scotland captain. This guy has been so far back, it is unbelievable. And I say to guys, I hope this doesn't, for for Scotland's sake, not for Rangers' sake, Pat Young Patterson. But as you know yourself, this young boy was some player, some prospect a couple of years ago. What's happened to this guy is unbelievable. And you know, some I would actually rather play you right back, Alec, than him. That's, that's how bad I feel about that young oh, boy. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, well, to be fair, I played my last ever game for Rangers at right back, but that's a long time ago. <laughs> Listen, I think Ralston's obviously getting a wee bit of stick tonight. I actually thought he'd done okay last night. I don't think he was... Uh, a standout in any shape or form He's a committed type He bombs up and down And he defends for his life uh, You know In terms of quality I said earlier on the show I feel as if they need A minimum of one Possibly two Because I don't see uh, Anthony Ralston As a long term It's uh, also not Anthony Ralston's fault That he's playing last night absolutely. Celtic haven't recruited In that area John Joe Kenny Was just absolutely. a short term option On loan They sold Jeremy Frimpong yeah. In January Anthony Ralston's put in there To, to try and do his best uh, see if you go back to uh, Frimpong leaving Andrew You have the best part of seven months Seven months Celtic have had To identify One or two right backs To bring in Because they get good money For Frimpong So seven months down the line There's no even any sign of Anybody coming in the door So 
It's no Ralston's fault That he's been thrown into the mix He's delighted Because it's an opportunity To try and showcase What he can do So for me There's a bigger issue here And and Postacoglu said it A couple of days ago They need to be a wee bit More proactive They need to get bodies In in the building And I don't think Anybody's kidding Anyone on here When you look at the back line That these guys Are going to be regulars Maybe Taylor But in the main uh, I think it'll be a total New back line And possibly another goalkeeper Because for me Barkas will not do uh, Going forward John, where are your confidence levels at the moment when it comes to the second leg? Because it's obviously one all, but there's no away goals in Europe this season, so Michelin's one goal just counts as one goal. As I, as I say to my friends that are Rangers fans, and even my guys, my, my pals that are Celtic fans, the way this uh, Europe is set up now, it's not, this is not for weak countries like Scotland to progress. I mean, even if we do qualify for the next leg, you've got PSV Eindhoven and Galatasaray, they're not the big names they used to, they're not the big hitters they used to be, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what Celtic and Rangers are to do now, you know what I mean? But, it's another thing, I was, can I come back in as well, as I, last year I was on about, Edward shouldn't get near Celtic, a, a jersey, he's, he's a non-trier, and maybe he's a one agree with me, but last night, the guy's just a non-trier, he's done it all last season, the quicker that guy's out the door. I mean, he was, he was still the top goal scorer in the league last season, that, John. I know that, but he's, he's just, the guy is, you just need to, I mean, Alec played at the top, right, and you know, Alec will know he's Celtic, this guy is just a non-trier, he's, 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 the quicker he got, leaves Celtic, the better, and his big eye, Guy the Banners due, he wanted to leave last year and he stayed, and he comes with he, he leaves with all my good wishes because the, the guys was honest. But Edward's just to me the non trier and I just hope me Griffiths can get back to a wee bit of fitness. But I like the look of this boy Alec they've signed for Japan. This guy's a bit of a player, is what I've seen. You know what I mean? And as I said, I've, I've always come on here about Ryan Portis. He's one guy. I know he's not a world beater, but he's better than what we've got to now. And I think I, it'd be a, not a bad sign because he's still young. He can still learn. And these young boys, as you said last night, they've done well. You know what I mean? But only, my only problem with Welsh sometimes, Alec, yeah. is he goes to ground too much. You know, he dives in too much. But I was only a boy, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I, yeah, I agree with you, John. John, I've got a question for you, John. The last few times that you've been on the programme, you've been shouting about Portis. Listen, I think he's a good prospect. I just want to know if you're his agent, John. I know that's what I said last week, Alec. I said, this guy, I said, I'm not this guy's agent. I said, everybody will think that. I keep going, I wish I was his agent, you know what I mean? Well, listen, I think there was a bid. There was a bid in January come in for Millwall as well. They they were keen to take him down to London. And uh, there's obviously a few clubs uh, monitoring Portis at the moment. I still think when I've seen Portis over the course of uh, the last couple of years, there's a mistake in him. Uh, uh, one springs to mind with Morelos. He dropped him in the box and Morelos scored the winner uh, last season. So... He's got uh, deficiencies as well, as well as uh, positive. So I think when your problem you bring is when you bring in a guy of 20, 21, there's still no kind of that kind of level of consistency, Andrew. So whoever they bring in, I think they're obviously they're going to bring in is it, um, the boys at Starfield. I'll tell you what, that announcement is imminent. That announcement will happen tonight. Celtic have put out a bit of a, a preview tweet, so it looks as if that will be happening in the next few minutes. Celtic yeah. will officially announce that. I don't think he'll be able to play in the second leg because of UEFA uh, you know, restrictions and, and regulations and having to register players, but but that will be another body in the door for Celtic. Yeah, and uh, he's an international Swedish international, so you need someone of that stature. And as I said, you know, I think most of the callers that have come on tonight, you know, some have given uh, young Ralston a bit of stick. Welsh come in I actually thought Welsh done really well Young uh, Murray Did very well as well So you're seeing some Decent uh, prospects Coming forward But for where Celtic Need to be They need to bring in Better quality And more 
guys that are going to be more consistent over the course of a season and uh, they can then complement the young boys when they can get the opportunity to play alongside these guys John was making his point about Odson Edward there and he thinks yeah. he's a bit of a non-trier he, he has obviously been a, a very good servant for Celtic does his future need to be sorted out or established with the support soon whether it is the case of he's staying at Celtic for the next season and his contract will just be up next summer or whether they're selling him because it, it, it seems he's a bit of no man's land at the moment yeah. with what's going to happen with them. Yeah, well, listen, I think uh, Postacoglu will be delighted that he was actually playing because the options uh, for him, I don't think a, a Yeti uh, can do the job that Edward can do. I don't think Griffiths is anywhere near where, where the player he once was. So for me, Edward is by far the number one. And if he moves for substantial money, I think Celtic really need to get their skates on because when you think about the money that's come into Celtic since January till now, they really need to back this guy. Uh, you can't afford to hang about because, as I said, the season starts a week Saturday, Andrew, and they need to hit the ground running. Well, thank you to John. 01419511025 on the phones. John is another John, is in Bargetti. John, what's on your mind tonight? Just the last couple of nights, especially with Hugh Keevan the other night when he was on about Celtic signing young boys and he says that they're not experienced. He was on about Welsh last night. Was he experienced enough? But the same people are campaigning to get Patterson for Rangers into the Scotland squad who's only played 14 games. I mean, so but, but I don't sorry, know where they're coming. I don't, I don't get where they're coming from with that. So, one guy's got 30 games under his belt and he's not experienced enough, but one guy's got 14 games and he's experienced enough to get into a Scotland squad. I don't get it. I mean, does that come down to experience, Alex, or does that just come down to ability and, and what they've shown so far? Stephen yeah. Welsh was thrown into what was a struggling Celtic mm-hmm. side last season, whereas Nathan Patterson was bedded into a very successful Rangers side sure. last season. He impressed when he played, and it didn't really matter how many games he'd played because people saw that, that he had that ability, whereas Stephen Welsh went into a Celtic side in tougher circumstances. Yeah, I think to to use that comparison, clearly Patterson doesn't have the experience, but the performances that he has shown in uh, the Rangers team towards the, the second part of the season, and then also when he went and played for Scotland, I thought Patterson was really uh, encouraging from a Rangers perspective and Scotland. Uh, I, as I said, I quite like Welsh. There is a lack of experience there. I don't think the the Danes uh, troubled him in the slightest last night. And as I said, I felt as if they, they did there. So they will get experience through these games. They, they don't have experience at the moment, but actually giving performances like that will most certainly give them the experience to go to Sweden next week and try and give that same performance and try and keep the, the, the Danish team at bay. Players develop at different levels Absolutely. as well and at different, different speeds. speeds. And yeah. you don't really know what the future holds for Nathan Patterson or, or Stephen Welsh. You can never predict the future. But certainly people are just going on on what they've seen on the pitch right at the moment. Yeah, listen, see the thing is about this this inexperience. You, they've got to get experience somewhere. Now, I think there was a real concern uh, before uh, last night's game by the Celtic fans because effectively there was a possibility that you might have went in with Murray or... The boy they brought in uh, from Sheffield Asazi Oragidi Oragidi, Welsh, Ralston So it's a really young backline So there was a there was a sense that they needed some sort of experience but, uh, To, to, to complement this uh, There was a worry that they hadn't acted quickly enough Even the Celtic manager has said that they were looking to try and bring in players A lot quicker than they did So there was a concern for that Now Shu says that there was a, a lack of experience But last night would most certainly have done these boys a world of good Do you want to come back in John? No, that's fine, thanks lads 
No worries, thanks to John Well, there is some breaking news for you coming out of Celtic Celtic have tweeted to say they are delighted to announce they've reached an agreement with Ruben Kazan for the transfer of Swedish defender Karl Starfelt That's subject to satisfaction of usual conditions international clearance and things like that He's signed a four-year deal with the club There's some quotes from Ange Postacoglu as well He's talking about Starfelt He says he's a strong, athletic and committed defender and will add quality to our squad I'm sure he'll be a player our supporters will welcome warmly and someone who will be really important for us going forward so there was certainly a delay in the announcement but it looks as if that was all timed because Christopher Ryer out the door he's signed for Brentford officially tonight Carol Starfelt comes straight in as his replacement yeah and it doesn't surprise me because we've said for the last few weeks that they need to bring in reinforcements particularly at centre half full back goalkeeper Need some reinforcements up the top end of the pitch as well And also the middle of the park So it makes sense to, to get this Swedish international into the building He was at Gothenburg And then obviously uh, uh, with Kaskas in, in Russia uh, recently So you know they've got their man they've, they've pursued him for the last couple of weeks And I think everyone at Celtic will be delighted That they've actually got someone of this kind of stature And he's 26 You know got that little bit of experience uh, We just had the last caller on talking about that Andrew So it makes sense to get guys in up and round the block. Yeah, it says Carl will also be subject to standard quarantine protocols and will join the squad as soon as possible. That's a key point as well because yeah. you looked at it last night, obviously near Beton, sent off. There's the, the inexperience of, of Welsh and Dane Murray, Asazi Oragide's in there. Carl Starfelt offers that experience, but it looks as if it'll still be a while before he's out in the training pitch and then out on the actual pitch playing games. I see the quarantine Is it a 10 day quarantine? It's interesting It can work different ways sure. There's there, there's some players Can fly into London And do a certain quarantine Down there Where they're there For five days And if they submit A negative PCR test They're allowed to, to go out It kind of depends on, on Where the players Are quarantining sure. and, and what sort of Regulations they're yeah, going by the, the reason why I'm asking that is, is because it would Give them an opportunity To be available For the Hearts game In the opening game Of the season At Tynecastle So I'm sure If he was up to speed Fitness wise I'm not exactly sure If he's done a pre-season yet uh, Or where he's at That'll be interesting to see because the quicker they can get him in this team, they can start securing up the back line going going forward. 0141-951-1025 now is the perfect time to call because you could be up next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 if there's anything on your mind. If you've missed it tonight, Christopher Iyer is officially gone from Celtic. That move to Brentford has gone through and Celtic have immediately replaced him. Carl Starfelt officially announced as a Celtic player as well. Another story from this week I was wanting to get your thoughts on. Alex Rangers found out their yeah. potential draw for the next round of the Champions League qualifiers, either Malmo or Helsinki. So either the Swedish or the Finnish champions the first leg is away 3rd of August at 7pm local time second leg is 10th of August 8pm at Ibrox what do you make of, of that as a draw well listen that, there's one thing I do know is there's no uh, given at this this level Andrew I think you go back to 2011 Malmo defeated Rangers and knocked him out so you know they'll come over they'll be very confident I think they're what, a dozen games into the season uh, both of them as well so they're very much ahead of where Rangers are at the moment so I think Stephen Gerrard and his, his boys will be really and Curry's really looking forward to this. The fact that they actually play a league game prior to that against Livingston. They also play Brighton on Saturday, Real Madrid on Sunday, which will give the, the guys more game time. 
And I think that's partly the reason is they're trying to get minutes into the Rangers players because the games are going to come thick and fast over the coming weeks. But it's a great opportunity to try and get into that uh, fourth round of the, the qualifiers. Well, Andy, as a Rangers fan in Finiston, Andy, what's on your mind tonight? How you doing, boys? I, fine. I was going to ask Alec. I was just listening to Stevie the other day. You know, he's, try, he's trying to talk about playing you know, Tavernier and Pass in the same team. Mm-hmm. So they might change the line-up a wee bit. But, you know, I think we're going to play that many games this season, hopefully, that you can still keep them. I know the boys are desperate to play every game, but, you know, why change something that's no broke, if you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's fascinating, uh, Andy. Um, when Stephen said that, because that was obviously one of the big questions that Rangers fans were asking, how do you fit Nathan Patterson into uh, the way that Rangers play? Because they've been very successful uh, last year, uh, European, and obviously with the title... Very free-flowing I think 92 goals Defensively they were very good as well So it's fascinating because I'm thinking they're going to go with a back three In certain games Which would allow Patterson and Barisic to, to, to move up one Play with two central ones That would still allow you to play with your three Which he likes to do You know, whether it be Kent, Morelos Or somebody coming off the right-hand side Whether it be Roof, right Because uh, they've got a lot of good options now So I'm really interested to see how this plays out Andy, I'm actually... I'm surprised in some ways as well Because obviously Stephen Over the course of the last three years Has played a 4-3-3 And he's now thinking about adapting it I don't think this will be uh, You know, week on week I think he'll still stick with his 4-3-3 But he'll have the flexibility To move to a different formation Which allow Patterson to come in And and it's a real dilemma Because of the, the numbers that Tavernier uh, Posted last year was just incredible uh, But at the same token You've got a young guy uh, Who has really impressed in his time uh, and it's such a short period of time And he'll be looking to then kick on also Does that just show how highly Rangers rate Nathan Patterson That despite the success last season That Steven Gerrard's coming out in pre-season And saying you know what We can't have just one of them on the bench Every week out of Tavernier And Patterson is willing to change the system He did mention post-match about Potentially playing a three at the back uh, Listen it'll be fascinating Because again what it does Andrew It gives you flexibility uh, I think over the course of the last few years one of the things that we were saying last year, Andrew, whether I don't, if, if Helander came out, Balligan went in. If a midfielder went out, you know, someone in stepped into the breach. They all knew the roles. They knew the, the movement. They knew the phases of play. And it was seamless. So, you know, by actually moving this, you're going to have to embed a different philosophy onto the players uh, when the time uh, arises. So, as I said, I think it's a good thing for Rangers because, you know, th- it gives you that kind of scope. To move to a back three A, a lot of teams uh, Kind of sit deep as well So you might actually be able To throw another body forward So I'm, I'm, Listen I'm really looking forward To seeing how it all plays out Do you want to come back in Andy? Hi no I quite agree with Alec Because I, I just think You know I mean we, we've got roughly Three players per position So there's a lot of big Other big names there as well It's no guaranteed To get a game you know But they're They're, they're, they're biding their time You know I mean Okay we're not guaranteed To play every week But we're going to help The squad out and that's I'm hoping that's going to happen this year. You know what I mean? I think I think they're looking for uh, two players for every position. Andrew, they've got six central midfielders, three play, th- and then they can alter that. Fullbacks, they've got that. They've got I think they've got half a dozen centre halves currently on their books. If anything, I think they're going to have to trim the squad as well. Try and get some of the fringe players uh, some game time somewhere else. And it'll be interesting to see where uh, Rangers go. Uh, who who are the main men? Uh, starting off the season And what shape they go with If there is that Three at the back Which you'd think it would be Sort of like what, what Tierney and Robertson do At Scotland Is there any debate For you Who plays further forward And who plays as the right centre back or, or, or would you Say that it's got to be 
one or the other. Well, no. Again, this is this is. I, I, I was someone called me today for the very uh, topic we're talking about, and I'm thinking to myself, for me, and naturally, it would be Tavernier. Uh, I, I don't know why he would play right up there. Um, we, we've seen England play with Kyle Walker, um, you know, and and then you have the the fullback. And one of the things that was very evident was there is underlapping. So you know when someone's huggling the line, the fullback engages, and then you've just got a guy bombing forward at will because Tavernier or Parson have the legs to do that. So again, this is another thing I'm actually looking forward to seeing. I think there's so much scope because of the athleticism of the two of them, and it's the question you just posed there. I'm not exactly sure But for me it would be Tavernier Who would be the right centre back Well thank you to Andy 01419511025 I think we'll be able to squeeze one more call in Celt- uh, Kevin is a Celtic fan in Motherwell Kevin What are you thinking tonight? How you doing boys? You alright? Hey Kevin uh, I was just, uh, just about the game last night See to be honest with you I actually, I actually really enjoyed the game I thought we played really well All things considered I think uh, It tells you a couple of things It might tell you the, You know how far We've you know, we need to improve the squad because I think Mitchelland I would describe him as bang average. Yet I think we just need to remember that Celtic are probably bang average as well as it is, especially at the back. So I've actually thought that we would struggle last night, but we actually bossed that full game. And if it wasn't for Butterfingers at the back, then you know we would have won that game with a good few chances as well. Edward should have scored. We had the woodwork a couple of times. I thought the two young centre halves were really, really good. Um, I thought the young boy Murray's use of the ball was poor But I think that just comes down to lack of experience um, And I think the one guy that's I, I heard a couple of callers on saying Our one guy, Beaton, should never play for Celtic again I mean, that's just that, That's just stupidity, that comment I don't know where, where these people get these comments from But the guy's made a mistake he, He's been loyal to us He's played. He's been asked to play players of different positions And he's done it, and done it well most of the time He's played through injuries and then he's wanting them out the door because he won the mistake. Um, Edward as well, I thought he played really well. Um, I think we should get him out the door as quickly as possible um, because his contract's running out. Um, to be honest with you, I actually agree with just about everything Alex Ray said, which is obviously unusual considering he's very he's like. <laughs> You're uh, making some friends tonight, Alex. Uh, no, listen, the thing is, listen, you just call it as you see it. Uh, listen, Kevin has made a fair assessment there. Uh, I thought the, the two young boys... I'll be honest with you, I thought uh, Mitchelland were very average. I didn't see, normally when you see these European games, I know they sold the boy to Brentford the day before, which was a big asset. Mm-hmm. Uh, the midfielder, one of the key players didn't play as well, whether he comes back into the fold next week. But I didn't see enough from Mitchelland to cause these young guys any problems on the night. And I would expect him to probably go through next week uh, because I just didn't see enough. Now, maybe they're better playing at home, Mitchelland, and maybe get a better fight of it. Uh, but in terms of middle to front, Edward's a real dilemma for Celtic because of the valuation. I, I don't think that Celtic can afford to lose the value of Edward and let him run down his contract. And secondly, I don't think Edward wants to be there. You know, we've seen it last year. He was the top. You're right to me, you say, Andrews. His goal return was early 20s, 22 goals or something he scored last year, which is a decent enough return. But I think there's so much more there. And I just feel as if he wants to get out the door. And there, there's players there still there. Whether, whether Christie's there long term... Whether um, the other boy in Cham, you know, he seems to have just totally lost his way, and and you know they've obviously wanted to keep him for an extra year, Andrew, but I'm not sure if his heart's really in it. Kevin, there was a bit of concern from Celtic fans going into it about a lack of signings, but from the early signs of what you've seen with signings still to come in the door, is is that giving you a bit of positivity going forward? Listen, I'm I, I'm happy. I'm more happy with how long it took to get the manager in. 
I'm not happy with how long it's taken to get signings in, but at the end of the day, because they dragged their heels in the manager, it's just a domino effect. So obviously the new manager comes in, the signings have got to be further behind. But And the manager said that himself. But I'm happy we've got this big staff out in. Don't know much about him, but he's meant to be a, a solid player. We've got the Japanese boy for Hashi coming in and his goal record kind of speaks for itself. And if you can be in, I mean, I don't know much about Japanese football, but I can. I, I would imagine it's Scott, the Scottish Premiership, isn't he? Leagues above the Japanese League. So he should do well here. And we've, we've done well. I think the boy Abada looks all right. He's young, he's 19, but plenty of experience. I'm, I'm happy and I think there's still me to come, but we, need, we, we desperately need another centre-half. We need a right-back and we need a goalie as quickly as possible. Yeah, listen, I've been, say, I've been saying all night, I think the, the issue is for Celtic. They need to sort the back line out. Starfield's come in to, tonight. Need to sort the goalkeeper out. A few more. Uh, if Edward goes, I would imagine at least another two centre-forwards come into the mix. Uh, I'm not sure a Yeti and Griffiths are the way forward I think they've got a lot of work to do uh, so I think there's a wee bit more recruitment still for Celtic to do and they have to do it quicker than they have done uh, to date Well thank you to Kevin and thank you for all your calls tonight thank you to Alex Ray in the studio as well I'll be back tomorrow night with Mark Wilson and of course there's more European action to come Aberdeen and Hibs both playing we'll be bringing you the build up from Pataudry and Easter Road for those ones and make sure to get involved and stick around tonight because Callum Gallagher's up next <laughs>